Welcome to episode number 16, 16 of Tendo Talk, where John and I sit down with a fine glass of wine and give you the latest and greatest in tech, entertainment, Nintendo, Disney, and other things. My name is Mike, and I actually have a glass of wine. My name's John, and I don't, and I'm, I, I wish you would have told me this before. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Well, now I just feel left out. I'm not even <laughs> sitting. I'm standing. You're standing? Since <laughs> no, when do kidding. you stand and record? <laughs> Oh, you lied to me. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, those of you who keep up with the show week after week may have noticed that we didn't have a show last week, but that just means we've got a lot to go through today. Uh, yep. We're going to try to cram it all in there for you, dear listener. So, uh, John, you want to you wanna yep. spring into action? Yeah, let's do it. Should we give like, I mean, should we even give, we can give a quick summary of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then, yeah, we've been, and then we're going to talk about that's it. That's been handy for so, the recaps, yeah. Yeah, so so we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about some some tech things. Uh, Logitech made an announcement uh, that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about really quick. Uh, then we watched Godzilla versus Kong, Did which we was re- really fun. And then we watched a Space Jam trailer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was man, we got a we got a lot to say about that. Yeah. Uh, then there was a, a Loki trailer. I don't even know if we're gonna be able to get to that today. Because mm-hmm. uh, we got Disney news, the Avengers campus, we got some Nintendo news and rumors. Who knows what we're going to actually talk about in this episode, to be honest. It's an exciting one. Buckle in. <laughs> I'm not buckled in. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm, I'm just like, I'm not following protocol here tonight. <laughs> Living on the edge. John, Danger Boy. That's John Danger Boy Schlemmer over there. Uh, that's what they call him. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, um, I'm going to launch into our tech topics. Uh, this is a brief one. Because I know we want to set a little side time aside, as you mentioned, about the Logitech thing. E3 mm-hmm. dates have been announced. June 12th through 15th, digital-only events. Not super surprising uh, yeah. in either case. But I'm excited. E3 season is once again nearly upon us. Yeah. And Nintendo is going to participate, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. You never know what, you know. They, they kind of pick and choose their battles nowadays. So I, I think that... Yeah. Uh, it's exciting to hear that Nintendo is going to be in there showing us the latest and greatest. And we're going to touch on some of that rumored stuff a little bit later in the show. Yeah. Let's hope it's not as big of a disappointment as the last Nintendo Direct. Oh, brother. Mm, sorry for bringing that up. Gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I do have a really quick thing to talk about E3. So, oh, okay. you know, the, the past, uh, the last E3 and this E3 are digital only. And... You know, most of what E3 is about, especially if you go there, is playing the games, trying the games out that are that are new, mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people aren't able to play yet. And I just feel like I know it's going to happen again this year. They're just not going to have it. It's a missed opportunity to not provide just like this a massive bucket of demos to people. Ooh. Even make it like limited time demos or something. Just make it. That would be really cool. Yeah. I, just, I, I know they're that. not going to do it, but I just I, it's what E3 could be. Yeah. You know what? And that would that would honestly be a better way to do it, because I've been to E3. I've stood in the lines like you really got to you got to squeeze the most out of your time there. And it's yeah. a lot of waiting in line. So, yeah, digital event. I think the, the best way to embrace that would be to do demos for everyone. Yeah. And what better time to try that out? Agreed. So, well, <laughs> Again, it's not going to happen, but wishful thinking. Uh, yeah. I, I do have to say too that the uh, so I haven't been to E3, but I have been to those um, 
uh, Nintendo exclusive. I don't know how I get invited to these, but these like Nintendo exclusive events where they come to cities and tour around new consoles. Um, yeah. I did that for the Wii U and I did that for the Switch. And that was, it was really cool because it was basically a Nintendo only E3 and the lines were like five minutes long. <laughs> so what you're saying is your experiences were better than mine. And yep, I still haven't much. been invited to one of these things that you somehow get invites to. I, uh, I, I seriously don't know. They even track me. Like when I moved to when I moved to the Bay Area, they were like, oh, he lives here now. Let's send him an invite for here. What? <laughs> oh, geez. This guy. I, I don't know. This guy's got all the luck. All right. Well, let's let's talk about some reasons that you, John, might be out of luck, specifically when it comes to your home entertainment center. Yeah, Logitech announced recently that they're they're winding down, they're sunsetting. I don't know what other depressing words we can use for other than <laughs> I, I mean, uh, their Harmony line, their Harmony remote lines going away. For as long as I've known you, John, you have had a Harmony remote in one hand. It's <laughs> I I you know what you're probably right. I've had these for <laughs> so long, and just what's really kind of just crazy to me is I. I understand why Harmony is an expensive business to maintain. Every single new electronic that comes out that has an IR sensor needs to be added to this Harmony database. Like I can't imagine the amount of maintenance this 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 project needs. Yeah. But I just it's baffling to see basically a company or, or, or I mean if you consider Harmony its own company a a line like Harmony going away when there's literally no other competitor that comes even close. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They had, uh, you know, essentially a monopoly on, on universal remotes. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you go to like, I even, you know, Googled recently, you know, harmony alternatives to see if I might've missed something. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's nothing, there's like one attempt and it's a very terrible attempt. And, uh, you know, there were some flaws with harmony too, but it like, it was still far and away the best, by far the best universal remote that you can get. And with Harmony going away, like I don't, I literally don't know what to do. If my remote breaks, I don't know what to do, Mike. It's kind of mm. scary. That's gonna be a tough day for you, John. Should I stock up on them? <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably should. Yeah. And failing that, I'm always here for you, buddy. Okay. Well, I'll go turn I hope, the TV on. <laughs> I hope the remote never dies. I hope uh, maybe, maybe by that time I'll, you know, Everyone would be wearing AR glasses and we don't need TVs anymore. That's true. Elon Musk will put the Harmony remote inside of your head. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, honestly, that's a topic that we should have had on the list for today. We'll save it for another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of the way that you access entertainment, uh, John, you and I accessed uh, Godzilla versus Kong recently. Mm -hmm. Access. That's a That's a weird way to... Say that you watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow user. Did you access that information? Yes. Uh, sorry, my my segue game is a little shaky today. Sorry, uh, right. I I blame the wine. Anyway, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Hey, that that was something. That was that was a fun movie. It was. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I I've thought about this. In the days following my viewing, I have no idea what to say about this movie. <laughs> the, I, the, you're right. I never actually thought about what we would talk about. I, the, um, 
it, I think the, the closest movie that it reminded me of was Pacific Rim. Yeah. I was thinking of like other movies to compare this to like this, just this special effects into the fight scenes were just, they were everything like they were, let's face it. They could have killed all character development, just shorten the movie to maybe an hour long of fight scenes. And it probably would have been a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's, that is one of the few things I can say about this is I don't know why anytime we have a movie that's about giant monsters or giant robots fighting, they always have to water it down with really bad human stories. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We all came here to see these big things fight. Let's just cut <laughs> to the chase. Right. Like, exactly. And, and Stranger honestly, Things, like, girl, I'm glad you're here, but let's just get back to King Kong and Godzilla, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, good, good for her for finding stuff after Stranger Things. You know, I'm, I'm sure she'll she'll go on and do great things. Uh, yeah. This movie was definitely not a showcase of her acting skills. <laughs> oh, subtle burn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, anybody's acting skills, I think. For anybody that's seen the movie, I, I would say that the best actor in the movie was the little girl that was like doing sign language. <laughs> yeah, agreed completely. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, the the dialogue that comes from this this movie's quote unquote villain is like so cartoonishly villainous, villainous mm -hmm. that I just had to laugh every time that guy opened his mouth. I was like this. I, I feel like if I was in the theater, I would be looking around like we're not we're not taking this seriously. right, guys? <laughs> uh, Are you because, you're that you're that guy in the background just like pointing at the screen when he says something? You're like, ah, you said oh, it. <laughs> you scallywag. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean that I got to say the scene that sold me on watching this movie in the first place was the same scene that ended up being my favorite in the movie itself. And that was that shot of Kong punching Godzilla in the face. Yeah, that was a, that's it. That was a good punch. It was a very good <laughs> punch for those of you that haven't seen it yet. Just, just watch it for that punch. Cause that yeah. punch is so satisfying. <laughs> so just like visceral and meaty. Like it just, yeah. you know, there's a tendency for most things in these movies to be slow motion because slow motion makes things look big. Mm -hmm. uh, but that one had just the right amount of, I, I got to hand it to the animators on that one. That was just, mm. again, uh, chef's kiss. Yeah. That, there, there were a number of good scenes. I mean, it, it, I mean that, that definitely stood out, but I think they played with scale really well with these like massive characters. I think, you know, somebody is as big as Kong or Godzilla. It's hard to, uh, I, I, it's it's very hard to like show the scale of of a of, of an object that large, and I think they did a really good job just how they played with texture, how they played with particles and physics. Yeah. It just, especially when they were like fighting through the city and just like going through buildings, you could tell that, you know, even though they were smashing through these buildings, of course the buildings are also large enough too to where like they have some resistance, and <laughs> yep. the way that they fell, the particles were like jagged enough and small enough, but also. Large, like they, they I, I just feel like they they the they nailed those scenes and the scale of those scenes really well in this movie maybe even better than pacific rim which was also very good that's that's a bold claim but i don't disagree i think there was there was a lot of effort put into sort of the the aesthetic of the movie mm -hmm. uh especially that that fight scene that takes place in what is that tokyo 
or uh, I don't know where that is actually. I don't know. I just I, I love this idea that uh, in the future, when we are living in a world where we realize that we inhabit this planet at the same time as giant killer monsters, mm-hmm. our first instinct is not to move away from the coastlines. It's just to cover every building in neon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty. I I like that idea. Yeah. If we're gonna go down, we're gonna look good doing it. Yeah. You know. I you do. Know? I do have a question for you. Uh, so any, anybody that hasn't watched the movie, this might be a little bit of a spoiler part. So maybe skip a couple minutes ahead. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask you, who do you think won? <laughs> Uh, the power of friendship. <laughs> uh, Togetherness. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I found myself that that was obviously my big question going into the movie. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought you know. I know that Kong, just by the nature of being an ape, has a more relatable face. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I felt that you know Godzilla kind of had this one in the bag, and yeah. for the majority of the movie, I would say that he does. Uh, but I would agree with that. Kong, I mean, Kong put up a good fight, uh, but Godzilla just seemed to have the upper hand, more weapons at his disposal, but also Kong's, uh, crazy ax thing is only <laughs> really powered by Godzilla too. So the yeah. best, the strongest part of Kong is because of Godzilla. So I think, uh, when they looked at each other at the end and you know, Kong is like, yeah, we're equals. Then Godzilla's like, eh, I, I, I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just sort of turns his shoulders, like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Your axe is made out of a piece of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would say Godzilla was the favorite for me going in. You know, the 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 conclusion felt very similar to me to the scene in uh, uh, Justice League. Where mm. or no Batman versus Superman, the whole Martha scene where it's like, how do you know that name? But instead it was like, both of us hate that robot. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know what? To be honest, I don't remember anything for Batman versus Superman. So I'll, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Probably wise. Probably wise. <laughs> here's here's OK. You, you asked me a question. I'm going to ask you a question, John. OK. Hollow Earth obviously Mm -hmm. has all kinds of physics ramifications, but here's my question for you. Where that light source? (laughs) Okay. I, that's a really good question. I didn't think of that question. My, my question back to you is, uh, why is there only a top and bottom? Where are the sides? (laughs) I would just assume that it's so vast. I, I don't, I'm not going to try to justify any of the any of the logic that they've poured into Hollow Earth, but I I just thought it was very funny that anytime you were in Hollow Earth, they did a great job of not showing you where the light source was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a really good point. I <laughs> I never actually thought I was too focused on like how the, how is it like of course it's Godzilla versus Kong, so there's other questions about fiction, but like Hollow Earth. How how do, how can I even imagine that this exists? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I brought that up to my uh, to my boss, who is a big like B horror movie monster movie fan, mm-hmm. and his response to that question was, "Oh, you mean in this movie where Godzilla breeds a, a hole of fire into the earth halfway? Oh through, yeah, to the exact mm-hmm. halfway through point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That movie. All right. That's that's true. Okay. 
Anyway. Also, I love how they just took this like little girl along for the ride for just like this thing that everybody died before trying to get to. <laughs> and the mom's like, or, or whatever. The, she, she's just like, buckle up, you know, this will be a little bumpy. Yeah. And everyone's like screaming and she's like, oh, we made it. <laughs> yeah. The new daily commute to Hollow Earth at the end of the yeah. movie is. <laughs> yeah, that was another another funny thing. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, from a silly movie to a silly trailer. How about that? How about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's second. I think that's a good one. Space Jam, a new legacy. Oh, boy. You know what? <laughs> Space Jam has a very special place in both my heart and John's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's safe to say that it didn't matter what this trailer was going to show us. You and I were going to see this movie. Oh, absolutely. Like. It doesn't matter if it's a train wreck or if it looks legitimately good or whatever. It's a new Space Jam movie. And yeah, that's all you got to tell me. Yeah, it um, (laughs) John, there's a lot of stuff in this one. It does look like a mess, but it looks like a beautiful mess that I can't wait to sign up for. Yeah, Uh, I I wasn't expecting uh, a Ready Player One uh, (laughs) crossover event yeah yeah it truly is that level of crossover you know what and it it does a good job of in one brushstroke showing me just how much warner brothers owns and also just how little yeah there's there's Um, no disney (laughs) yeah yeah it's i i would say that in terms of like cameos and stuff even ralph breaks the internet probably had more going on i don't oh yeah hard to say oh i eh, i might challenge you on that one i definitely don't remember there was a lot but the trailer alone in in space jam uh wow that's if if a trailer (laughs) is able to compete with uh with with wreck it ralph 2 in in terms of cameos then then i think space jam might end up winning yeah yeah i think you're right um, I, I took the time of making an entire list of every single reference in this trailer. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, lengthy and diverse. Every everything from the oldest of the old Hanna Barbera cartoons to Mad Max Fury Road. And yeah, I'm I'm it, looking at your list right now too. Like I didn't notice I didn't notice Westworld. I didn't notice mm-hmm. uh, Game of like. I didn't think that they'd get into the whole HBO world. Yeah, turns out that's that's a big part of their IP. I guess uh, so. There, there's an entire planet dedicated to Game of Thrones in Space Jam 2. Oh, that's right. That's when they were flying through the uh, crazy the space thing yeah. that, you know, doesn't make any sense to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, along with some lesser deserving, well, depending on who you ask, let's just say less relevant planets, like an entire planet dedicated to movies like the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca. Yeah. Um, I like the diversity that that adds to the, to the list of cameos for sure. I don't know what they're going to do with it aside from just showing a logo or something, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's, there's little sprinkles of locations from those old movies and stuff. Um, You know, I, I think there's, Initially, there was a lot of concern from the Internet that this movie would be too much about Warner Brothers properties and not enough about the Looney Tunes specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as far as I can tell, based on the scenes that they showed, 
you'll get a glimpse of some of these things as LeBron James gets sucked into the Warner Brothers universe. Yeah. And I'm thinking it probably won't bring those things back until like the big final basketball game. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah, like a like a final smash cameo type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> final smash. I mean, it's probably a good way to describe what will happen. I I don't and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they can tie it in without just making it feel completely overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's also really funny to me that like obviously, you know, we've mentioned Game of Thrones, we've mentioned Mad Max, a lot of these properties are things that kids either are not aware of or are not the proper age to know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like game of like, yeah, Looney Tunes and Game of Thrones aren't aren't typically a a crossover that you would expect. <laughs> right. There's a very clear cameo from the guys from A Clockwork Orange, <laughs> which is like Oh, okay. Uh hmm. That's that's a that's a weird one that, you know, I, I hope your sons don't ask you about that one, John. <laughs> not not until they're older, at least. Yeah. Well, uh, no, they'd probably ask me about like. No, he he knows who Bugs Bunny is. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's safe to I mean, say they'll be distracted by the bright and colorful characters, but. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know uh, what I think. Uh, you know what I think stood out as the the main connective tissue between the old Space Jam and the new Space Jam. One, one of which is obviously the Looney Tunes, because you don't see the Looney Tunes very often anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what actually captured a lot of the original feeling was the terrible acting done by both <laughs> Michael Jordan and LeBron James. They matched it. <laughs> like, they're both equally bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, following all of the excitement from this trailer, Susie and I sat down and watched Space Jam. She had never seen it. Um, Ooh, which needed, that's... That need, yeah that's a treat i know i know (laughs) and i gotta say like i i prefaced the movie i was like before i even hit play i was like please keep in mind this movie is not a quote-unquote good movie by traditional standards (laughs) right you need to take yourself back to the mindset that we were all in in the 90s where the only live action animated crossovers we had seen were basically limited to who framed roger rabbit Mm -hmm. and it's also the height of Chicago Bulls mania in the 90s. Basketball has never been hotter. Michael Jordan is a god. Well, this is when this is when Michael Jordan like tried baseball out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was actually it was sort of past his prime slightly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So and I, I'm happy to say that coming out of the movie, Susie loved it. And Good. I think I think that maybe she went in with such low expectations and just not <laughs> expecting michael jordan to even be able to read a movie script that she (laughs) she came out praising michael jordan's prowess as an actor (laughs) wow okay that you might have really undersold it then i think so that's that's not one of the highlights that i remember yeah so dear listener if anyone in your life has yet to see space jam frame it the same way i did (laughs) i mean maybe what i guess because again i haven't seen it for probably it came out 20 years ago right Oh God! Has it been that long? Is it? I can't. Maybe it's fifteen. Maybe it's just. It's a. It's a long time. Mm. But what it, I remember actually, about I think Michael Jordan's. About what I remember about Michael Jordan's acting was that it was, uh, charming. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really nice way to put it, John. Yeah, yeah, 
And you know what? They got they had some good gets in Space Jam. You know, they they brought in they they brought in uh, Bill Murray. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They they brought in uh, Newman from Seinfeld. I can't think of yeah. his name right now, but that guy was on <laughs> fire at the time. He was in Jurassic Park. We can't forget about that. Yeah. Uh, they had one of the best soundtracks to ever be recorded. Oh, yes. And you know what? We made sure to listen to that after the fact. So this, yeah. you know what? This movie has a lot to live up to. It knows mm-hmm. who its audience is. It knows that the people that love Space Jam are old enough to have families of their own now and are you're you're going to have people glued to the screen. So I mean, I'm I'm happy to say that I think the movie aesthetically looks very good. It really does. Yeah, I, I like they. Th- there's definitely a mix. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of animation styles thrown at you uh, yeah. throughout the movie. The 2D animation, I maybe I'll have to watch the movie to to make a full judgment. But it, that part mm-hmm. did seem out of place. It didn't seem like a full like a big budget 2D animated movie style. It kind of seemed like. Uh, TV cartoon. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that was the idea. I don't know. But the mm-hmm. 3D stuff and like the live action mix and special effects and light shows that they put on, that was that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. And John, I know you made the comment earlier about we, you know, we haven't seen the Looney Tunes in a while, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But I I gotta say, if you haven't checked it out yet, Looney Tunes cartoons, the new Looney Tunes on HBO Max is very good. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And it is very clearly animated in a very traditional way. It's it, it doesn't have all the hall, hallmarks of a uh, sort of lower budget, uh, you know, at, at the time we would have called it flash animation style. But, mm-hmm. you know, we all know the way that kids cartoons tend to look nowadays. This yep. has this has a very refined look about it that I think will take you right back to the original. Uh, check it out. I, I will have to check because I'm sure those episodes are what, like 10 minutes a piece. Yeah. And you know what? They're still they still do a great job of being kid friendly and also uh, having some jokes in there for the parents. So, uh, OK. And yeah. I'm assuming it's not nearly as racist as it was before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done a good job steering clear of, uh, okay. some of that. That's, stuff. that's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it won't be considered problematic in a few years, I don't think so. OK. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. you know, you know what? I, I I gotta I gotta take back what I said earlier about Space Jam soundtrack. Of course, Space Jam has a good soundtrack. Yes. But I still think the best soundtrack ever made for a movie was a Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough call for me, buddy, because I listened it, to both religiously. Yeah, they came around the same time, but I yeah. do remember Goofy movie having way more hits. It's 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 true. It, it the Goofy movie soundtrack was not as star studded, but it was very well written. I will give mm-hmm. you that. Anyway, speaking of well written, we also got a Loki trailer, and I think this I think this series is going to be pretty good, John. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. It was I I was actually kind of iffy about it before. I loved the idea of a Loki series, but the trailers that happened before, like I just couldn't quite understand what was what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the, the the new trailer definitely shed light on what the actual story will be and what the character dynamics will be. And it, I got to say, I am, you know, Marvel somehow uh, always spits out fire. And <laughs> this seems this seems like another this seems like another instance of that. They do spit hot fire. Yeah. And I, I think that the the writing looks very sharp. You know, it, it uses tropes that I think that 
I, I think we could consider some of the tropes to be familiar, like this idea of a villainous person now having to sort of uh, make up for their mess by by fixing it themselves. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got to say, I, I think it's going to do a lot of really clever things with um, uh, time and reality distortion and stuff, which seems to be the direction that this phase of the MCU is going in anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, you know, if we had to compare it to one over the other, it, it definitely gives me more more WandaVision vibes than Falcon to Winter Soldier vibes. Uh, it's got some big ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good, though. I, I think what one of the most challenging parts about this, and we'll see how they handle it, is Loki has had a significant amount of character development after the moment that he stole the Tesseract. That's true. And that's true. I'm curious how they're going to handle basically removing that character development um, when we've already associated that so much with his character. That's true. I think if you're going to do it with any character in the MCU, Loki's probably the one to do it with, though, because he's so. His whole character trait is that he's sort of unpredictable, right? Yeah. So so in any given moment, he can go one way or the other. He's he's a he's a very like. Uh, by the books, anti-hero in that way, I think. Yeah. And, and you know what? Actually, maybe removing that extra character development that took him more to the good side and the caring side makes it all that more um, unanswered of which direction he'll take. It's true. And when I, I got to say, when I heard that uh, Owen Wilson was going to be in a pretty big role in this one, I was like, I don't know. Owen Wilson <laughs> in a, in a, in a Marvel thing, you know, I'm used to seeing him at, at this point in Wes Anderson things and just being kind of quirky and wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I got to say, <laughs> I don't know if it's a credit to him or a credit to the writers, probably honestly credit to both. I think that he's going to actually be a pretty good foil to uh, Tom Hiddleston in this, in the series. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. It seems like a good, uh, again, on paper, kind of a weird character pairing, but, or, or, mm-hmm. or actor pairing, but seeing it in action, Marvel seems to be smarter than us again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, I this I think the series is going to revel in the fact that they are smarter than us. Like they're they're just really going to beat us over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, though. I'm, I'm yeah. down for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, moving right along. What do we got next, John? What do we got next? I think, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's <clears throat> save the Disney campus for another episode, because I think there's a lot to talk about there. And honestly, I haven't even. I would like to know more about it before okay. going into that. So we'll save that for another episode. Why don't we go into some of the Nintendo news and rumors? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And I think the the most prevalent rumor right now is that there are whispers of some kind of Xbox Nintendo team up coming. Have you seen any of this, John? I Yeah, I've, I've seen the rumors. Uh, these aren't... The rumors have been around before. I think the, the later... The, the later rumors, the latest ones that I've seen might be a little different, but um, explain yourself. <laughs> All right. So I think the seed for this, like you said, was planted a while ago. There were rumors mm-hmm. about uh, Xbox bringing Game Pass to other platforms, mm-hmm. uh, expanding beyond the reaches of Xbox and PC. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, you know, 
from a, a strict definition standpoint, it is a service, not unlike Netflix or Disney Plus, that you pay a monthly membership fee and you get access to certain content. And it, in many cases, is sort of streamed to you, so to speak. So yeah, uh, it is not completely out of the realm of possibility from a technological standpoint that Xbox could theoretically bring Game Pass to Nintendo Switch, which would be something that if you told me five years ago, my head would have exploded. Um, right, yeah. But we now live in a post-Banjo and Smash world. Uh, That's true. So, yeah. you know... It's possible. I think Xbox and Nintendo have been more and more lately sort of making little side deals, bringing bringing Cuphead to the Switch, for example, I think was yeah. uh, a very mutually beneficial decision that they made. And I think uh, this Game Pass thing could be mutually beneficial, too. I mean, Xbox yeah. is not a portable console. Switch mm-hmm. is not a gaming powerhouse. And yeah. I, you know, I, I don't imagine that Nintendo, Nintendo and Xbox are really competing with each other? No, I, I think that a while ago, you know, Nintendo made it clear that they are sort of doing their own thing. I think, you know, this would be probably a much more uh, contested rumor if it was about Xbox and Sony getting along. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think they are they're just different enough at this point that there could be there could be something there and more recently the rumors uh have been sort of swirling around a recent interview that uh phil spencer at xbox uh Mm -hmm. gave uh where as he's one to do he gives his interviews in front of his personal collection of gaming memorabilia Mm -hmm. and we learned following uh this was this this goes back to before the announcement of the most recent xbox uh sure enough he gave an interview where that brand new xbox was sitting on his shelf behind him and nobody noticed (laughs) that that little that sneaky devil yeah he's a sneaky guy anyway so it it's been established at this point that nothing is an accident when it comes to what he puts behind him Mm -hmm. uh and in his most recent one sure enough there's a nintendo switch on the shelf and some I mean, that's a dead who, giveaway if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Some people in the leaking community have, you know, at least according to them, have confirmed that that is not an accident, that mm-hmm. something is coming, uh, which has led the Internet to go into wild speculation, which, you know, I, I think I'm I'm one to sort of fall down this rabbit hole. Uh, it, it It's been everything from them bringing rare replay to the switch which i think would be a genius idea yeah that'd be great Um, Ooh, is one of i'm sure one of the things is also like master chief and smash master chief and smash is the other Mm -hmm. big one and then yeah just bringing back this rumor about game pass on switch i don't know which of these is more likely than the other i think that you know clearly at this point smash is a celebration of all things gaming so master chief i think at this point has earned his spot as an icon of gaming oh yeah Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like the rule about, oh, the character has to have appeared on a Nintendo console in the past. It's It gets flimsier and flimsier with each new DLC character that they add, you know, separate hey, if they like that. if they do Game Pass, then technically Two birds that would open stone. up all of, yeah, the Game Pass and, and Master Chief and Smash is, maybe that's their E3 announcement they're saving. 
Yeah. You know what? It, I would love for it to be sort of an all of the above yeah. answer. That would be incredible. Um, I am not an Xbox gamer. John, do you own an Xbox? Uh, I had an Xbox One S. I did not get the newer one uh, just okay. because I honestly don't think there are enough games for me to warrant getting the new one yet. Yeah, they have an exclusives problem. And I think that's yeah. one of the other reasons that people have been sort of creating this uh, this little story in their minds about, about Xbox and Nintendo because Xbox has an exclusives problem and Nintendo has nothing but exclusives. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so... They are they are sort of two puzzle pieces that would go very well together. Um, yeah, it, it it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time, and I think there's there's definitely going to be a lot of hype going into into E3. You know, we've been hurt by that in the past, even as recently as a couple <laughs> weeks ago on this show. Have we not learned? Yeah, thing? we've learned. We've learned nothing, John. <laughs> nothing is going to stop the hype train. Uh... Uh, yeah. Well, but we'll we'll see. I mean, they there there are too many things cooking uh, to be such a massive disappointment as the last direct. So I <laughs> maybe I haven't learned. I don't know, but I my hopes are higher for the next one. <laughs> I think the one thing that all Nintendo fans have in common is just blind optimism. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> just enough time has passed since the last direct it doesn't even matter if it was yesterday there's always been enough time between the last direct and this one that we can get excited about what's coming yeah um yeah so anyway uh we won't have to wait too much longer though for for some news from nintendo in fact we won't have to wait until e3 because they just today announced that an indie world presentation is coming tomorrow john oh that's 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 soon <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow's almost here john it is uh, tomorrow is like the, the next day yeah in fact i have it here on my notes that'll be 9 a.m john time and 11 okay. a.m mike time so i'll have to i'll have to see what kind of meetings i need to decline <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the indie world presentations are never like you know stop the presses level information typically i mean every once in a while you get a cuphead uh yeah thrown in there every but... once yeah every once in a while you get a good thing uh and that's why i think they're always worth watching um yeah there uh, there's usually some small small things that you don't expect that you know are five hour games that you end up being favorites um and then there's like there's there's games that you think would be perfect for the console that we haven't seen yet like fez for example mm -hmm. that i'm still mm -hmm. holding out for yeah um but yeah we'll see what it is all right yeah yeah uh, also uh, announced, I believe, either late last night or early this morning, a blue Nintendo Switch Lite is coming. On, it's on blue or dark, deep blue purple. Is it indigo? Indigo, or is it perhaps, blue? yes. <laughs> They're calling it blue officially, but I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's, a, it's a sort of amorphous color that makes me feel like my color blindness is spreading. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's coming I like on it. May I think 7th. it's a good color. It's a it's a very nice looking color, I gotta say. Uh I think that it definitely would have been a popular choice uh with the initial launch of the Nintendo Switch Lite. I'm sure a lot of people still pick this up, but at this point, they're Nintendo's not gonna get me excited until this this dang Switch Pro comes out. <laughs> yeah. If if this was part of the original lineup, I probably would have picked the the dark blue switch light, but now it's just like I 
I know there's something bigger around the corner. So yeah, it's coming. You know, you know, it's coming when stuff like this gets closer and closer together because they're just liquidating parts at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, I have a final note here, John. I don't know if you still want to talk about this, but you had some thoughts about zipper and animal crossing. I do have some thoughts about zipper and you know what? I think we're going to have to leave that on a cliffhanger. Oh, tune in next time. Tune in Dragon next time Ball to hear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we should even well, we should just have an episode talking about Dragon Ball Z that's a good idea I'm going to add that to the to the bottom of our document here yeah, uh, yeah. I okay I just got excited um, okay <laughs> totally got distracted <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about everyone's least favorite Animal Crossing character Zipper in the next episode and why I think he might be misunderstood oh that along with some information about the Avengers campus at Disneyland lots to look forward to Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, now we say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm.